Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine, only on the BetQL Network. It's the Tapped Out Recap here on the BetQL Network. Brendan Tobin in Miami. Sean Levine in Kansas City. We had a bunch of fights going down on Saturday night. Before we get into the octagon, let's start in the ring, Brendan, where Keith Thurman is back. He took out Mario Barrios by unanimous decision. I want to know what you think is next now for Keith Thurman because for a while, he was kind of the it dude. Is it Errol Spence time? Is it Bud Crawford time? What are we talking about? I would be very much into seeing him versus Bud Crawford. It sounds like we're going to get Errol Spence versus Jordana Sugas. They're going to do that little unification thing. But, man, Keith Thurman looked good. I mean, it was it was striking as soon as, you know, this doesn't happen a lot, but it was very striking as soon as he walked the ring, what kind of shape he was in. I don't feel like we've seen him look that physically good in a long time. And he was just moving around. He had the cardio to go for the entire fight. And it just he was just a very, very, very impressive uh, showing from Keith Thurman. He did say that he uh, he hurt his hand on uh, on an uppercut at one point early on in the fight. So, you know, maybe that deterred him from being able to finish the thing. But it didn't really matter. Like he dominated that thing through and through. Was it the same hand that he was coming in with the injury? No, it wasn't. It was actually the other hand, which I'm sure just kind of goes with his good fortune. He didn't seem too concerned, but I think it deterred him during the fight. Uh, but yeah, I would I, Keith Thurman to me. What he was able to do was signify, hey, I'm still here. I'm still good enough to give guys a run for money. I know that he was taking on a guy in Barrios who, you know, is a lighter weight champion and was coming up for his first crack at welterweight. But he's a big welterweight. I mean, I mean physically, more, he's bigger than Keith Thurman is naturally. So, you know, it, it, I, think for, I think for him, it was still a good showing. And I think the only thing that people are kind of putting a knock on him is, you know, he still doesn't get the knockout and, uh, and Barrios was stopped by Tank Davis, but Tank Davis is a freak, and uh, I still think that if anything, it was a good show on by by Keith because I think that he was able to box throughout the entire fight and show some good stuff rather than just beating a guy who's coming up from a smaller weight class. One time came into the fight on Saturday night as a slight favorite that paid out in the octagon. Same thing with Sean Strickland who came in as a somewhat hefty favorite. You had to pay two to one money to get him. Jack Hermanson on the comeback, I think, ended up going off at plus one eighty five. Sean Strickland won that one by decision. Look, we knew that he was a crazy man. We knew that he could go full five rounds, and I was thoroughly impressed, really, with both guys, but definitely more with Sean Strickland. Really? I was I was not impressed by either one of these. I thought this fight was garbage, especially on a night where I thought that the card was on fire. I thought, like, there was so much good action. There were fights of the night, and I think even Sean, the one thing I will say about Sean, I appreciate how honest he is because he was upset with his performance. He goes, he, he says that he thinks the pressure got to him and that, 
you know, I, maybe the maybe the, the the near title shot got to him, but he just never cut loose. Like it's good and all that he had uh, that he had that jab working, and he was sticking it in Hermanson's face the entire night. But I was I was I props to Michael Bisbing. He said it during the broadcast. He goes, you know, you kind of could cut loose a little. We kind of get it. Like you could do a little bit more. And he was saying exactly what I was thinking. Like, all right, Sean, we get it. You get a good jab. You're going to do anything here to the Joker? Because he can't take you down. That was supposed to be his path to victory. You ever heard of the good cop, bad cop routine? I feel like that's what we were just playing right there, where I was like, hey, you know, it was a pretty good fight. You were like, no, it absolutely sucks. Appreciate it. That fight was awful. At least somebody calls it like they see it. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine. It's a tapped out recap here on the BetQL network. All right, so that fight sucked. I'm with you. But what what does it mean in the bigger picture for Sean Strickland? Because coming in, we said maybe next up for him is Izzy after a fight like that. Is that still what we're saying? Uh, I still think it probably will go to Cannoneer Brunson, I would guess. Maybe unless, like, Izzy wants to fight Strickland because maybe he saw a guy that he doesn't feel that uh, it could be that dangerous. I will say for Sean, like, he, you know, he did have that very effective jab. He did frustrate the hell out of Jack Hermanson. uh, And he showed good defense. Like, he really, you know, he showed a a great ability to, to make Hermanson miss probably up until the fifth round. Uh, a little bit weird that it was a split decision. I mean, I don't know what some of these judges are watching at some point, but I right. think that I think they just kind of I think that they, they just rewarded Hermanson's aggression to try stuff. But Strickland was just so content, just sti- sitting outside the pocket and picking them apart. So, I mean, I could see maybe Izzy like looking at him and saying, oh, maybe I will take on a guy. He doesn't look that dangerous, but, you know, maybe he can deter some of that striking. I just don't know. I don't know where his ability to go beat Izzy is like, I think he could just maybe make Izzy miss on some stuff, but I don't, I don't know what, I I don't think he's going to out jab Israel out of Sonya like he did Jack Hermanson. I'm with you. I was surprised that one of the judges had that for uh, Hermanson on Saturday night is, or I should say Sean Strickland himself had some um, very choice words to say about the judge. Also, I don't know what that dude was watching. So Sean Strickland wins. I remember saying coming in that the only way that he could fight Izzy next and not become just the number one contender is by a really impressive performance. And I think we both agree that that's not necessarily what we saw on Saturday. So speaking of Izzy, he's coming up on this Saturday night, a big favorite against Robert Whitaker in the rematch, UFC 271, minus 280 for Israel Adansanya, the style bender, the comeback on Robert Whitaker, you can get plus 230. Man, I was looking at Robert Whitaker's resume and all the different guys that he's beat. And it kind of feels like the knock on him as well. He didn't beat Israel Adansanya, but what's the other knock on him? Like, what else can you possibly say about Robert Whitaker? So this, to me, is the ultimate opportunity for revenge for Bobby Knuckles. If he comes back and he wins this fight, not only does he get the belt, not only do we probably get to see a trilogy in another payday, but the only blemish that I can see on his resume gets erased. Yeah, I mean, it would be absolutely huge if he was able to square up this rivalry. I mean, they, they don't like each other very much. There's a lot of choice words between them. This is one of those where I'm just genuinely interested in the fight week like this is ones where you know like you said with the Pena and, and Nunez you want to wait late I mean this is one of those where I like I kind of want to see what the body language is of guys all week you know what are the what's the trash talk like I don't think Robert Whitaker is gonna get phased by anything because he just seems like such a cool customer but you know uh, you never know maybe this is the the week that that is he actually really rattles him uh or maybe he doesn't and we see him you know kind of like a, a Poirier Conor McGregor thing like he's just kind of over it and so I'm very excited for this fight I think that while, it, you know, you wouldn't normally say that for as easily as Israel Adesanya has been able to handle his competition at middleweight. Uh, I just think that Robert Whitaker has, has bounced back really good. We've seen this before. We saw this a little bit with Stipe. 
uh, Francis Ngannou, where Francis, you know, took a bad beating. He took a bad beating from Stipe, dusted himself off, kind of regrouped, and then the next time around was even better. Um, so uh, maybe that's going to be the case here for, for Whitaker. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Izzy minus 280, Whitaker, uh, Whitaker plus 230. Izzy, of course, just that one loss, 21 and one. Robert Whitaker, a record of 24 and five. It just kind of feels like, again, now that we've seen this fight before and now we get the rematch, like, man, Israel Adansanya at this weight class is just incredibly difficult to take care of. Let's move on up to the heavyweights where Derek Lewis takes on Tai Tuivasa. Derek Lewis minus 190. It's funny because he always comes in as an underdog and he loses. And then he comes in as a favorite and typically he wins. I should say favorite loses, underdog wins. And then you got tied to Ivasa. I don't remember last time he was a favorite either. He's coming in at plus 160. We both love Derek Lewis, big fans of the Black Beast. But is there anybody more fun right now at the heavyweight division to watch than tied to Ivasa? Bam Bam's the man. He is. He's got the best celebration in all the sport. And I think it's good value, too. Like the idea that, you know, these two guys, we know that the game plan is these guys are going to gonna try and knock each other's heads off. We don't think it's going to be a very skillful competition between them both. I don't think this is going to be a Francis versus Derek Lewis, uh, you know, kind of scenario where they're staring at each other the entire time. I think they both want to get that highlight reel. I think they both know that there's a big opportunity right now at heavyweight with, with the idea that Francis is kind of on the shelf right now. He's not there to be uh, to be found, even though Derek Lewis does technically have a win over him. So he'd probably welcome back Francis and uh, and see how that goes. But do you, be, like, these guys, do, you, do you think that they're thinking that whoever wins this fight might get a chance at that belt, that interim belt? I think it might be tough for Derek. It might be a tougher sell for Derek because like he has come up short pretty recently a couple of times. But there's not a lot of other great arguments out there. I mean, like, you know, if Cyril Gon's going to be out here crying because he doesn't get an interim chance. Like you just had a chance at the real thing. So. It's not going to get a lot of sympathy from me. Uh, Taito Ivasa probably is a little bit too much too soon, but it's a little bit like when Derek Lewis got the call against Dan- uh, Daniel Cormier. Like it was just right time, right moment. So they're looking for some new blood. They're looking for somebody uh, to take on a John Jones for the interim strap. 
Maybe I, I think I think I think it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. This is a this is a wide open division right now because the champions on the shelf. Isn't it funny how it worked out? Because so we both are in agreement that Stipe should be half of that fight as long as he's healthy and wants it. But if John was to say no, then it's almost like this fight definitely is for the number one contendership. Whoever wins right. this probably would fight for the interim belt. The promotions found itself in a weird situation, BT, where they they need John Jones, don't they? I think just to bring, I think with all of the cloud of Francis being on the sidelines, I think John's return helps some of that because, you know, with gone as the interim champion, all right, everybody kind of bought into that. And we and I, we and I talked about, I don't understand really why, you know, it's, it was so early in his career, but John has the lineage. He has the resume. So if, if you say to people, Hey, John Jones is the heavyweight champion of the world. That is just a better band-aid. Now, it is interesting because he's in the opposite scenario that Daniel Cormier was at light heavyweight because the true champion's just kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting right now. John's not the man. He's just the man who gets to hold the crown at the time. But if he was to win, though, BT, it would set up John versus Ngannou when he comes back. So whatever the if situation he comes would, back. Touche. We are talking about John if Jones he comes here. Back. Francis Ngannou. So we'll see what happens with those dudes. Uh, certainly... Different cats. Brendan Tobin in Miami, Sean Levine in Kansas City. Tapped out recap here on the BetQL Network. UFC 271 coming up on Saturday night down in Houston. Jared Cannonier is back, coming in at a minus 180, taking on Derek Brunson, plus 155. You want to talk about a fight that could really go either way? Oftentimes, you'll see the numbers and say, well, that looks like a pick em fight to me, especially the old styles make fights. Either guy could win this one. So if you're going to give me Brunson at plus 155, I'm all over that on Saturday night. I can't knock you for that. And especially, you know, he's he's looked a little bit like a, you know, a different dude lately. Like he is a guy going for the kill a little bit. Like he's looking at absolutely steamroll fools. A lot of the times I think some of the knock on Derek has been like, you know, is uh, is in favor of just out wrestling guys and, and doing that type of thing. That hasn't been the case here. Um, but, you know, Cannonier is dangerous. So if he's going for some of those takedowns, you know, he can end up in danger of one of those crazy knockouts, a head kick, something like that. It is a it is a crazy, crazy interesting fight because this does feel very much like after Strickland's dud this past week, uh, it feels very much like this is for the number one contendership. Izzy versus Whitaker. Izzy minus 280. Robert Whitaker plus 230. Derek Lewis versus Tai Tuivasa. The Black Beast minus 190. Tai Tuivasa plus 160. Jared Cannonier minus 180 taking on Derek Brunson. Of those three fights, the top of the bill on Saturday night, which one do you feel best about? Man, I think that the one I feel best about... And they're all very, very closely contested. I, I feel and I like, want to play the and, and I want to play the underdogs in all of them. Now that I look at it, like if I can get plus two thirty on Robert Whitaker, I love that guy. Tied to Ibasa plus one sixty, a Shuey at plus one sixty, and I already said it like Derek Brunson. Let's get parlayed and take all the under, take all the underdogs. maybe, man. I felt I felt good. I felt good about that too for this past weekend. My parlay actually uh, actually hit for once, so I was uh, I was happy with the uh, with that. But you know, I took a lot of favorites. I wasn't very bold this last time around. Um. I just don't know if I'm buying the Derek Brunson hype train quite yet. I still feel like Cannoneer is a cut above him. And I, I, I feel like if I felt, if I feel best about a favorite getting it done, I would go with Cannoneer. Um, you know, I've got, I feel like Derek Lewis would make me look like a fool if I picked against him, even though I want to, I, I do want, you know, I, I do want Ty Tuivasa to win. Cause I would like to see the new blood in there. I think the world would be crazy about an actual champion contender. Shoey man up there up top. 
Uh, we've kind of been there, done that with Derek Lewis. I love him to death, but I, I want a new storyline. Um, you know, and then Rob, I just feel like Robert's getting a little bit of disrespect on these odds, man. He's just getting he's just getting a little disrespected on this. I know how good is he is, and I, I'm leaning Robert Whitaker to pull the upset, but I don't I don't I, I wouldn't say I feel confident in it. I was doing the math while you were talking. If you want to go with the old three-way parlay, take Robert Whitaker plus 230, Taito Ivasa plus 160, Derek Brunson at plus 155, parlay them all for 20 bucks. You're going to have a cool 272 bucks in your account if they all win. So That's a again, fun night. Isn't that a fun night? That's, That's a fun what I'm night. Talking about. We're going to have a lot of fun coming up on Saturday night, UFC 271. But before that, catch us on Tapped Out 5 to 7 Eastern time right here on the BetQL Network.